Welcome to My Music Podcast, a podcast where we sit down with Michigan musicians and those alike and pick their brain on a copious amount of topics. I am one of your hosts, KJ. I'm your other host, Scott. And Scott, today with us, we got a monster of a drummer with us, and I mean monster in a good way. We got a person that, you know, I, I just admire him for his work ethic, consistency, and, you know, i never seen somebody who has played with so many bands, jammed with so many people. I mean, it's got to be the youth. That's what I'm thinking. It's just that, that young energy. He's got it young in Young energy. Yeah, but I'm talking about the GOAT, my guy, Zach Dubay, <laughs> in the house. What's Good up, to Zach? Have you. What's up? I have the wrong seat for you. I should have brought a drum throne. Ah. You could sit out to make you a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, the king seat because we're the highest, right? Are you tired of sitting on the throne? <laughs> like, no, that's probably dude, where you just live. No, I love it because it's got the, the, the one I use called the rocking sock, and it's got, it's like, triangular so it's got a little yeah. like, nutsack pad you know? <laughs> <laughs> the old nutsack pad <laughs> gotta have uh, the yeah, dude. comfortability What's, first uh, on a scale of one to five five being a lot how often do you go around the drum set with a fill or what's your desire to do that uh i guess it yes it depends <laughs> yeah that it just it coming with the hot depends. questions i know <laughs> right away he's that, like uh, I mean, on one to five being Danny Carey or Neil Peart. <laughs> oh, like, like with a, if I had like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, what's your desire? Are you like a small kit guy? It, it depends. I'm, I'm really like, uh, artist first kind of mentality. Oh, it's taking yeah. the easy you know answer I mean? out. The right no, answer. Is. Right. Uh, you see what I mean? Like, I gotta say, I recorded with Zach and we told him less notes. I heard this like, story. Damn. Sort of, kind of, but I got it. I yeah. I do it. Yeah, like yeah. so. Sometimes it's like serve uh, the song. I play. Yeah, it's it's serve the song. If if it's like an artist is requesting something, then I I have to. What about when you're in your practice space? Every note. Yeah. Every fucking <laughs> that's second. What, that's is what I there want. You go. Every second yeah. is filled with anyway, shit. <laughs> I didn't want to derail, but I was just curious. I'm always, I love drummers. Drummers are my favorite musicians because I secretly just wish I was a drummer. Dude, is that like the second drummer we've only had on here? It's crazy. Did you have Shirt and Leave? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirt and Leave, sweet. Yep. I love that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we love Mike. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Okay, so anyways. Shirt and Sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Man, didn't even see that there. Yeah, I didn't yeah, hear it. It yeah. seems like a really like obvious one. yeah i know yeah missed it yeah so tell us about yourself <laughs> uh, tell us about what you've done your background how'd you get into drumming all that good stuff yeah so um i grew up uh actually on palmer oh yeah yeah um for the first like six years and uh my my uncle lived with us i've i've had like a lot of like extended family live uh with me so my uncle like bought a kit before I was born and he was living with us like right before I was born. And then, uh, I came into being and, uh, was like, Oh shit, there's some drums. And my, my dad like played, uh, drums a little bit, but he was mostly like a guitar piano player. Um, but they were around. Yeah. Right. Always been around. So yeah. I gravitated to that. I can't play guitar <laughs> like at all uh i i tried and it was it was shit um so i gravitated to that and just like stuck with it and my brother started playing and then uh started listening to like 
anything my mom would put on, which consisted mm, of like, you gotta know what that yeah. is. It yeah, was lay down the mom, track, <laughs> the mom Spotify playlist. So like m- one of my earliest memories, like my, my brother played speaker box. I think it was outcast. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, that might've been like the first song I ever heard. Cause it was like speaker box, speaker box. Speaker box, the big boy side. Yeah, Man, the big boy side, dude. Yeah. yeah, I I wish I listened more Outcast, but um, Man, your mom I was didn't. an Outcast. No, that was my brother. Oh, okay, because he's <laughs> he's ten years older than me, so he showed yeah. me majority of like the the cool stuff I started to listen to. Um, but my mom would always put on like Sheryl Crow, yeah, or uh, the like nineteen ninety nine Santana album. Yeah. Like really yeah. colorful ones. Classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would just like play to that. My favorite movie was Spider Man. Like Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Yeah, the first yeah. one. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> the shitty one, but the great yeah, one. I literally just had that conversation with somebody. I was like, there's Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. But I'm only concerned about Tobey Maguire. Yeah. That's it. He's the GOAT. In a short amount of time, yeah. there's been almost as many Spider-Mans as there have been Batmans. It's crazy, man. There are more Batmans. There's more really? Batmans. But Batman's so been around more. a lot yeah. longer than Spider-Man in uh, terms of films. True. Yes. Yep. So what else was Mom's <laughs> listening to? <laughs> Shrill Crow. What else are you playing? Uh, my Well, my mom's from Texas. Mama's from Texas, mm. uh, West West Texas. So she grew up on a farm and like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, so her parents always played like drag ass country, and she like hates it because they always mm. played it. So she she was into like Van Halen, ACDC, all that all that shit. Gotcha. Um, my dad's from Michigan, but he played in a bunch of country bands. Because he moved to Texas, that's like where they met. Gotcha. So he really loves like the Eagles, and they got you know they love like Brooks and Dunn and um, Tim McGraw. I fucking hate Kenny Chesney. Like that <laughs> dude just I I it's dropping fire. Right yeah. Now. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if this I is going tell public, you who I hate in yeah. the country world. I just every one of his fucking songs are so like it's I don't know. The lowest common denominator. Go a little deeper on Kenny Chesney for me. Okay, yeah, like that shit. Like it's <laughs> like country is cool. Okay, my parents love like one of my favorite bands ever is the Eagles, and. Not everybody would classify them as like country, but every time I go to Texas and they're like, hey, let's go to a bar and like play some shit. The Eagles, there's always at least three three tunes. There's like Peaceful Easy Feeling. I believe it, uh, man. They are. Take it easy, like all all the tunes. I feel like Eagles get a lot of hate, but I can't abide by like something not like liking at least a few of those songs. Those songs are just like music, like American music canon. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's in the song. It's like saying you don't like the Eagles, saying you don't like Bob Dylan or the Beatles. I think like, it's like Hotel California is just so overplayed. Yeah. That, right. Like, yeah, it's but easy the reason it's overplayed is it's just 
that good. Yeah. You know, same thing with Teen Spirit or whatever. It's like yeah. you can't say you don't like it just because it was overplayed. Yeah. Yeah. Make it Anyways, I get the off my journey Eagles. Has so many good tunes. My Eagles soapbox. I just like yeah. the Eagles quite See, a bit. Hey, Kenny Chesney. Uh, what about George Strait? I'm just gonna start throwing out country legends. Yeah, George, George Strait is good. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. Also, uh, I didn't listen to a ton of country on my own growing up. Uh, I figured that. Yeah, if it was like <laughs> around the house, I would I would hear it. Um, like the Eagles were probably the the top one. Um, but like my mom now, she loves like Midland and Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, like super heavy. It's where I drank my first beer. It's where I found Jesus. Where I wrecked my first car. I tore it all to pieces. So I know a couple of the tunes, but like I couldn't call it off the dome and be like, I know I love this George Strait song. So I'm curious about you. you. Like, what's, yeah, I'm like, what was your brother getting you to out, outside of speaker box? Like, what other things were influencing you? Where you were hearing mm-hmm. drums in there and being like, Yo, I want to play, play that. Yeah, I got to play drums. Dave Matthews Band. So my favorite band of all time is Dave Matthews Band. David Matthews. David, fucking. That's interesting for uh, for you. I did not. He got Carter at the kit. I mean, I will always go down on record saying Dave Matthews would not be who they are without Carter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He makes the band. Yeah. Like he writes. Dave Matthews writes good songs, but like the drums just drive every song. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, He showed me Dave when I was like nine. And I was like, oh, that's the shit. Oh, my God. Uh, do you play open-handed? I do. Oh, there you go. Because of Carter. <laughs> um, I don't play open like he does because right. he went he went strictly lefty. Yeah. Um, I still kept my right-handedness, but I do two rides. So I put one on each side. And at 99% of my gigs, my signature thing is like I have a sizzle. Mm. Um, like a symbol with rivets. So it goes, right. Shh. I love that. Right. And I like that's... That's like part of my sound now. That's um, cool. And Carter doesn't really do that, but he always had a, uh, two rides. Yeah. So he had his hats on his left side, and then he had a flat ride, which sounded like it had rivets, and he might have had like one or two. But I, I, I was like infatuated with that sound, like having like a really light ride for quiet moments, or I guess like chiller moments where you want to like have an open sound, and then like big bell fucking ding ding, yeah. like yeah. And he, he gave me that. And that's cool. On top oh. of the way he plays, is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> I love that dude. Who's the drummer for um, Snarky Puppy? I've I've brought him up before. They have many. Darnell, Larnell, 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 fucking Lewis. That yeah, <sighs> that's that's. I watched many videos of him play. I know they have a couple drummers that have come come in and out, but he's. Yeah. I've seen him play with them. I'm like, oh. yeah, he you would. You got to be able to play with Snarky Puppy. <sighs> yeah. He's like a big guy too. Like, like seeing him he's sit like behind s- the throne, like six four. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He's he's tall. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I feel like we're tiptoeing into our uh, topic. Here yeah, yeah. So tell us, tell us quickly, um, what groups you play with, bro. By the way, we only got uh, like five minutes. I know you got okay. uh, yeah. a million bands here. <laughs> about the na- no, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, 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 no,
play with Cosmic Knot. And then um, my, not like my group, but I co-founded um, my original group called uh, Pocket Watch. That's like a six piece, it's like jazz fusion. Um, I try to play as much different stuff as I can. Um, so like, if I'm not in the group, like the, the, the other bands like I play with as like a consistent fill-in, I guess, would be like Austin Benzing, Hannah Rose, um, Marsupials, and Distant Stars. They're up in Traverse City, but they used to be down here. They're like super cool. Marsupials. I love like Marsupials. They got that song, uh, Odyssey. Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, yeah, Dude, that, Dude, yeah. Dude, they're fucking sweet. like a folky jam band like a folk funk they like funk yeah i was yeah. about to say it's yeah it's like folk funk yeah, yeah it's I don't a know weird mix yeah. to describe it yeah they're they're super sweet like tie yeah dude they like they they bump but they still have like this folky like kind of wheatland energy cool you know what i mean um, what's what's your like mentality when it comes to like who to play with how like yeah how do you manage that like right. what about if all four bands have a date where they're like is it hey, more we just got like this show it yeah. it it comes down to like completely honestly it's partly about how much i'm going to get paid and i try to make it more about like if i want to play with them like i am not a member of earth radio but i have played with earth radio and if i get a call to play with earth radio i'm going to take that gig Every, like nine times out of ten, they're fun to play with. The music's fun. Earth Radio yeah. is probably the dopest band. Shout besides out to Earth Radio, we just, yeah, we just talked about Radio. their new EP yeah. Uh, yeah. when we were on here with Michael. Yeah, yeah. I shout need to Earth listen Radio, to that man. Still. It's, it's I, sweet. I, yeah, yeah. yeah Space, it. man. I love that yeah. song. Oh, Space. Drop I'll drop yeah. it. Yeah. Um. What's your favorite type of music to play? Fusion of sorts? Yeah, probably fusion because like I get to stretch out. I get to play the most fucking notes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. told you. I was, that's what I was yeah. trying to scratch that at, yeah. the, at the beginning. Yeah. Like uh, I get to I get to show my my soul. Right. Like how yeah. I play. Your personality. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, at the same time, I would think of some people like I just want to. I love playing like straight ahead. Like love it. Pocket. Yeah. Yeah. If I could be like in any pop band, it would be 1975. They are the dope, like by far the fucking dopest, like you would get along with my buddy. Yeah. I'm not oh, Garrett, mention. yeah, yeah, Garrett. Shout out Garrett, man. I had to he like, I had to put him in his place. I'm like, that's girlfriend music, <laughs> dude. It fucking is, but I love it so much. It's, music, bro. bro, it's so fucking well written, but right. it's like it's still like dark. Yeah, you know, a little bit. I hate because you know. I like to hate, but yeah. yeah I gotta funny. say, I gotta go because I think was it Michael that we had on here? Somebody else talked about 1975. I feel yeah, like. I don't know. But people love that band, and yeah, I gotta say, I've given my listen, and yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's not clicking for. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Different strokes, different folks. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do I can't imagine. <laughs> no disrespect to No, no, it's all good. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. Yeah. The one it's band like if I was thinking about like straight ahead drumming, I was thinking like if I could just play with uh um the war on drugs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drugs. I was staring into the light when I saw you in the distance and knew that you'd be mine. In my mood that's like straight ahead drumming yeah. to a T. Yeah. It almost comes off as like a drum machine, which I kind of like. It's just yeah. Like, I mean, on their last album, they had a lot of drum machine on there, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I like the I like the sense of like somebody being organic, but also playing very simply. Like Tame Impala. You like that? Mm. Man, this is like the <laughs> fifth time Tame Impala. Tame Impala, Impala Tame Impala. You don't like Tame Impala? Season two. He, I, have, I have my issues. You know, Scott, it's interesting because we, all right, we just had Cal and Ridd on here and they love Tame Impala. And I, and, you know, he was, you were like, what's melody? He's like, currents. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to see you being like on the inside, but I was like, look, we're not going to go there. But since I mean, we got Zach here, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I you, like, I like what Kevin Parker's doing. I, it's hard when you see somebody like evolve out of the sound that you were really into for me. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like I really like his first two albums a lot. Yeah. Did you get into like Pond? I like Pond. Yeah. Yeah. I see all that like sort of psych and like very like ambient drums. Mm. It's sort of that like flaming lips kind of thing yeah. that like he he moved away from, which is fine. Yeah. It's just not it's not necessarily for me. My first band used to cover Moth Wings. That's cool. Oh, it's a, it's a no. sweet song. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's You get anything else you want to say about yourself before we move into our? We've sort of been circling a little bit around our topic, yeah, which yeah. we like to do. But and we didn't even talk. You talked about all the bands you play, yeah. but I'm like, how many tracks do you think you've like recorded on with different musicians that have gone live? Literally, like literally yesterday, I just made like a resume playlist to cool. send people. Cool. Um, there, there's a couple like interlude tracks on like Nate's new album, but I took a head count and it's around. The ones that are released, it's like 40. But there's two full albums of unreleased shit from... Because um, a bunch of the bands I play with now, uh, I didn't used to play with. Because right, I was yeah. in like other bands. One of them being Verve Pipe, I don't play with anymore. Which I'd love to. But anyway. <laughs> um, we just like establish the fact that you have been a drummer for Verve Pipe. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. At one that's time, cool. yes. Yeah. At one time, yes. yes. I was the guy. We did the five just because tour. yes, listeners will nice. know that name <laughs> as yeah, yeah an act yeah yeah they're they're they were super cool very cool. very nice people yeah um but uh, one band was Sky King that I did an album for that I don't think that's gonna get released because we broke up mm. which sucks because that was that was fun shit wait um, so you like laid down tracks and people are like mm, let's not re- let's not release this uh, it was. It was just like everybody wanted to do different shit. I still wanted to release it, even if we were breaking up and just have like a it's final. It's like in the can, like it's done? Not 100%. Okay. But like my shit's done. Like really the only thing that needs to be done is like one, because we had two guitar players. Everything's done except one guitarist. Oh, get in there. Yeah, I know. Just do the overdose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's it's Ryan it's from Electric far- Moon. He was in that band. Oh, okay. So it's right. like his guitar along? Just like no. yeah. rip wrap it up. I yeah. don't know. 
I know how it is. Yeah. But, but but yeah, either way, I mean, 40, 40 tracks live, so, however many tracks you played on, you've played with other musicians as well recording. It's fair to say yeah. that you are a session musician to a sorts. Like you, yeah. would you call yourself that? Like you are for hire to fill in, to be a part of a band, to do what's necessary to keep a band yeah. doing what they need to do. Yeah, but more more times than not, it's like solo artists because that's where like the pay is because if i'm gonna be like people say like well you're a professional if you get paid i somewhat disagree because there's a lot of professionals that suck (laughs) and if i'm just gonna be like brutally honest there's a lot of professionals that like aren't great musicians and fuck them i'm not about that but uh more times than not it's uh solo artist because like if it's a band <clears throat> if it's a band that comes in they like have a drummer you know right and that's like that drummer is part of that sound um but if it's like a singer songwriter or like um a couple of musicians a husband and wife like singer songwriter duo that do more like kind of electronic shoegazy kind of stuff uh me and Jude Lolly uh Bass, bass player, player. Yeah, yeah, GR GR yeah. Cat, super super cool dude. Um, played with uh, Crooked Spires. Did he played. He played. Yep, yeah. played with them for a little bit. He was in Sky King. Oh, okay. for a long time. Uh, well, that was like his thing. Uh, we came in and the like we played the same parts, but the vibe changed purely just because it was acoustic, right? You yeah. know. But yeah, like session wise. Yeah. Well, not even session like in the studio, but like stepping in, like what you're doing with these bands is like oh. you're not necessarily a member of normal mode but like you're being invited to go sit in is that what you guys mean by set just before we keep going yeah, do you yeah. mean yeah. session by like it's not necessarily fill in, in s- i think it's like yeah, fill in fill yeah. in yeah gotcha because i took session to mean like studio well studio i think that's probably too, like the yeah, proper okay. sense of it yeah. but i'm thinking of like somebody that's not in like the credits of the band okay but like something that's like filling in like, like a for hire yes yeah gotcha okay that yeah. changes my whole Yes, I got you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, we're there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry I didn't preface that. No, no, no. It's, like, it's all everything good. you said was right, though. Yeah. 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 And let me really quickly pause to say that you are also a session musician to my man across from yeah. me. Yeah. Mr. Right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Mr. New Black like, yeah, Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Black Days. Laying down drums. KJ yeah. Kurt Johnson, New Black yeah, Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check Laying that out. shit out, by the way. A hell Dude. of a great drum take. On a hell Thank of a you. great song. It's live. Yeah. Sweet it song. jumps out of the speakers, the headphones, whatever you're listening to it on. It's yeah. a great. Scott, you always like, it's so funny too. Like, I feel like, you know, this is like, Scott, you are about drums. Like, drums, I, drums. I feel like are your thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'll show you my demos. And you like, you excited, but you're like, they need real drums on here, <laughs> you know? So I was like, I got to get somebody really good on here Bro, to the just drums. like do drums. Yeah. They and sounded so, sweet, like, yeah. even in the demo. Yeah, yeah. And it was just MIDI, you know? But yeah. it was like, it had no real feel, you know? So it's like, it's uh, all about feel. Like, yeah. if the song's about, like, it's all very subjective, right? Yeah. If the song doesn't have like that sort of like 
ebb and flow, then like a program drum is fine for me. But like yeah. your song that you put out has so much like a vibe where it needs to have like a pump, an energy of like somebody breathing into it. Yeah. That's what's and active. that's what I was about to say. You could feel like as soon as Zach got on the track immediately, right? It's like, oh, the energy was like there and it yeah. was already swinging. But now it's like swinging. swinging <laughs> where you like you in there, you know, right. and you just can't replicate that with a machine. You know, like it, it was Zach's vibe. And he really you did three takes, I think. And really, we could use the first take and it was just us like fucking around and be like could we do it better though well i think that's like that's the joy of the studio right you have like the luxury of like let's try it let's just take a different vibe at it let's take a different stab at it yeah yeah well so anyways we brought thank you for like filling us into like who you are and giving us a little bit of your background after hearing more about you and your your background i thought as a topic what might be interesting to discuss it is sort of that idea of a session musician now like you said it session usually re- relates to the studio and and certainly there's a rich history that we'll probably touch upon but i was also thinking about um what what led me to think about this is recently the foo fighters have released who's going to be filling for taylor hawkins oh yeah, yep. yeah. um josh freeze yep fuck yeah yep so we have Josh Freeze, who has a very deep... Played like everybody. <laughs> played with everything. Like, I was going to pull up his Wikipedia just to, like, name a few. But, like, most recently, what really blew my mind was... Uh, what What's their band name? A Thousand Gex? Ten Thousand Gex? Ten Thousand... Oh, one Thousand Gex? One Thousand Gex? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Like, he played with them? Did he? Yeah, I did not know that. Did you get the payment? We had an arrangement. We don't want to watch the news. We just read Yeah, Honestly, I know Josh Freeze just because like his name is huge in like the drum community. But like I, yeah, see, I, I did not know him not being in that yeah that world. I couldn't. He's I played know, with like, he's played with Weezer. Okay, I've read about that. He's he's played with um, the Vandals. I, I mean, I'm just like trying to recall what a modest mouse at all. I don't. Well, their drummer just died. Man. Like yeah, yeah. This yeah, year, last year, um, a couple yeah, years. Year, yeah. yeah, two last years ago, year, yeah. last year. But no, so anyways, I read that and I was like, you know, that's cool that um, something that's sort of played with the who's who's. Like, again, I encourage the, the listener to go just look at Josh Freeze's um, Wikipedia. It's just, it's a laundry list of the who's who of, of, of rock, of indie rock, of folk rock, of sort of kind of any, he's like, he right. seems to be like the Swiss army. Yeah. And that's cool that he's sort of locked down this, this pretty massive probably the most massive gig that you could land right now. Yeah. Would you say that? So like, like you could land a gig as a drummer that before we go any further, I feel like we had to say what the topic is. Oh, so sorry, we still I... haven't said what the topic is. I'm sorry. I got, so yeah, what, like what makes, or not what makes, but like, let's just talk session. This is talk session musicians. Right. Yeah. That's what right. we're doing. I feel like it's an important territory to cover. You know, you think about like a, a Josh Freeze, where I feel like maybe people who might listen to this podcast who don't listen to music usually won't know his name, but no. have heard him, you know? Mm, right. And I feel like that's the crazy thing with session musicians. You think even somebody like a James Jamerson, right? Who to us as a bass player is like a god, you know? Right, but right. people might not know all the songs that he's played on. Like they kind of have this glory of, of credits. But they're not superstars and, you know. Well, I think that, like, yeah, we need to quickly define, like, a session musician. For me, it's... Now, Josh Freeze might be credited. Will he become a member of the Foo Fighters? I don't know, because that gets into, like, the money side of, like, how, like, things are split. 
But like really it's somebody like not necessarily credited as in the band, but being paid per show, per album. Touring drummer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, per whatever it is. You're not, you're not getting the monetary. Yeah. He's not on the LLC. Right. And that's like maybe like a a too much like a (laughs) technological like, or Technical, technicality, technicality, <laughs> yeah, not technological. Too much of like a technical. Got that Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's yeah. I think for me, it's like somebody that just steps in um, to fill a role, but maybe not necessarily part of the creative identity of the band. Not yeah, like no, a songwriting credit. Yeah. Right. So no, I, I kind of want to just open it up to like, let's yeah. talk about s- session musicians, whether it's in the studio or playing live. Anybody? I have you know, and any thoughts about? We, I mean, that's it's a really rich history, but mm. we yeah. can touch upon anything that's like in the top of our brain. Yeah, Zach. Uh, the the guy that comes to mind for like most of the, I guess, pop artists that I n- know of is uh, Aaron Sterling. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, guy uh, on us. So he's tracked for like Taylor Swift and Harry Styles. Um, artist called Gunger. Is he a drummer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Okay. Drummer. Um he did Born and Raised. And, John Mayer? Yeah. Oh. He did Born and Raised and um uh Paradise Valley with John Mayer. Yeah. By the way, side note. Uh, Sean Hurley was the bassist for both of those albums, and he was the bass player Sean for Hurley. F- yeah, yeah. yeah. he the was man. the bass player for Five for Fighting when we were open up for him. Oh, that's oh, cool. Did you get the no. chance to meet him? Oh yeah, no, we hung out like <laughs> oh, uh, cool. fucking uh, at Soundcheck. Their drummer Randy Cook like let me play his drums, and we would shed like Herbie tunes. Nice. Like, it was <laughs> that dude was so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aaron Sterling is like the guy. Um, he's like really he, he really tries to have like a presence on social media um and he's like funny as hell he's just <laughs> he's just like he'll sit there and like talk about nothing like super stoic and he's like well like what the what the fuck is up with like the symbol felts man like it's just stupid <laughs> shit and it's so hilarious like if you're a drummer and you're like dude what the hell um but he tracks for everybody i i heard his name first uh from this guy on youtube who had this uh this like short like four part YouTube series on um, like low volume drumming, which I got really into for a little bit. Like basically just trying to like uh, with acoustic drums without using like hot rods because I was sick of that shit. Hot rods, definitively, I'm gonna say this right now for any drummers. <laughs> hot rods are not used to play quieter. It's a different sound. sound. Yeah, it is a different yeah. sound. I want attack wanted, is completely different. Exactly. Like I wanted to be able to play quiet and like use different gear and have a different touch and blah blah blah. Uh, so I went to this dude and he mentioned Aaron Sterling that he had a master class and I bought it. I watched it and I was like, everything this dude was talking about was like, because uh, he also self produces. So like artists will send him tracks, um, like a Harry Styles tune. Um, and he, it's like his home studio, so he has all of his shit like right next to him. He can grab whatever. He's got like 10 kits, uh, and he'll mix it himself, record it himself. Uh, but all of his videos, he talked about like how he tunes, how he like dampens the drums, 
especially. Um, like the first set of them was he was talking about like all the snare drums that he has, or I guess some of them. And then the second set was like full kit. So he had like a vintage Ludwig 13, 16, 22. Uh, and then he would have like a huge one with like a 26 inch bass drum and it would go like, and he was like, this is how I will mic it and record it and dampen it and tune it. And like the kind of shit I'll use it for. And like, he like plays for five or six minutes off the top of the video, just so you can like hear everything. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, if, if I'm using this kit, I won't even mic the toms and just like let them come through the overheads. And I was like, that's a whole like approach to how to record now. Still like the sense of like that is accessible is yeah. crazy for today's like in, in from somebody like that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a yeah. guy who's playing with people who are just, you know, right. mega yeah. stars, you know, and it's like, Right. Zach, Zach is watching it and soaking right. it in soaking and it absorbing in. it to what he does. But it's all, you know? Yeah, like yeah. That's, there's no mystery anymore. It's like you can ex- access that and people want to share that knowledge, mm. you know, and that, and that that's like what pushes the medium forward much faster than yeah. maybe what it did where there was like, how did he do it? I don't mm. know. You got to go see him live. Like, check it out. Like, he doesn't play live that much. Like him I'm specifically. Just saying, I was like gonna in say, general, is, he, like, is that Aaron Sterling guy just a studio guy? Maybe? Most of the time, yeah. Okay. He, so, he did like, like he did like, like Steve Gadd shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like how the fuck does he do that? Like he did the Born and Raised tour, and then I think that was like the only tour he did. Because that was also like almost ten years ago. That's great. I was gonna say I saw that tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, since you brought up John Mayer, I can't not bring up. Pino Palladino. Pino. Oh, yeah. On Continuum. No, I'm not the man I used to be lately. See, you met me at an interesting time. Like, that is like in the bass player world, like the. I don't know, not to be Dude, religious, no, but like the, the Bible <laughs> of yeah. like playing pop bass, but like tastefully and like. But also yeah. having your like your little tasteful licks and like yeah yeah i got introduced to pino through through the john mayer obviously yeah. continuum stuff but um then uh he played on d'angelo right the vanguard man yeah. and oh Black 2014 album. yeah yeah yep. and like, that's when i like backtrack to be like same, okay yeah i same. gotta i gotta dive into my man's yeah. man he's legit and, yeah even his son now uh rocco, yeah. rocco, rocco, rocco yeah. Pino, yeah. playing with yeah. yusuf days yeah, yeah. yeah. Yusuf bro days, all that shit yes yeah, so oh my god good. like th- those those cats are like Especially uh, Pino, because he plays with like killers, but then he goes and plays like a huge pop gig with John Mayer, who's also a killer. But like, those are the cats that like, in my mind, because I mean, John did go to Berkeley, but they, they remind me of like, okay, I went to school. I know how to do everything like for, for them. They're like, they, they can do fucking anything. And then they go to this gig and play pop with like the clearest mindset of like, okay, I'm going to play simply and fucking I was about to say, it. that has to be hard though. Like to go from playing with like a, a John Mayer and keeping up and doing what you do to mm. go to like, I don't know, some, some pop artists. Well, where you're John, playing John Mayer is the pop artist. Yeah, you know true. I mean? Yeah. I guess I don't know trying to compare it to. Yeah. But like yeah. To, uh, who else does he? Play? I'm just thinking think about like, like a Pino. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that would just be so hard for me to to separate. It's just like, that, you know, it becomes more fun. I think because like you maybe start to find your moments. It like really stretches your level of um, patience. Yeah, and music musicality to like think about the song rather than about like the the notes. 
Yeah. Like you're thinking about like yep. the progression of yeah. the music and like one little fill will lead you into this new f- emotional vibe of the next part of the song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I've been, it's interesting. Continuum like, is I'm, just a crazy yeah. album when you like get rid of the fact that it's John Mayer singing a bunch of like <laughs> pop well, songs. I feel you got to check out the, uh, it's a good, what is it? The, the, the trio, man. Yeah. Trio uh, live. Him, him, yeah. Steve, speaking of another guy, Steve Jordan, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan. filling in with the Rolling Stones right yeah. now, uh, right, which right. is like crazy to me that they got Steve Jordan of all people to play drums, right. man, but he fits the ticket. You know, he's played with everybody, man. It's wild. Yeah. John Blues. Mayer bringing in like yeah John Mayer got the is it because he have like <laughs> does he just have like the major label money that he can no just be like, I think people have a tremendous respect for John Mayer John Mayer is that yeah like, as a player as much as know, I, yeah. I could cut him down as like he made his money off of like the back of pop songs but like he's a musician's musician I think you think of even like is. a BB King man yeah. of, like if you get I mean, he's the respect with the dead and, yeah like, yeah, yeah Grateful Dead yeah it's talk about like, like he's being a session he's musician. being a session musician yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's interesting yeah. 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 yeah Zach like I know we already kind of uh, talked about it and I'm just like as we're thinking about this more it's like kind of being a, a session musician it, you know it's kind of like you're you're offering what you could do and that's obviously why the people are coming to you Mm -hmm. but it's also like you're trying to fit the mold of Mm -hmm. of what they do and that just seems like just a tough a tough mindset to be in all the time threading the needle like you they're bringing you on to bring your voice yeah but also but also trim your voice back just a little bit (laughs) yeah it's like every every uh every human is different every Chameleon is chameleon, different. Good, they yeah. have their own DNA, but they're still a chameleon and they can still blend in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good point. I was thinking of, and to that extent, yeah. uh, Will Van Horn, who brings steel guitar to some Krung Ben songs. So he's like, not the the guitar. Like, no, 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 no. That's Mark Spear. That's yeah. Mark okay. Spear. But like Will Van Horn, <laughs> who's his own in his own right, a very talented slide steel guitar player. But like, there's something like talking about like he does his own thing, but like fits the vibe of the music. Yeah, yeah. And they probably heard him obviously for that 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 yeah. reason. But like those songs wouldn't sound the same without him. Right, bringing yeah. his own voice to it. Right, and you wouldn't notice it if you didn't like keep your ears tuned to it i think that's cool like not being like necessarily a drummer or a bass player like a lead instrument but just being like hired in to bring in like a texture to bring in um well that works yeah. so well with their shit too it's so yeah. right like, yeah chill it's like, yeah. Easy. like they have a like basically a producer as a drummer so he knows like <laughs> yeah. he's like a steve jordan type like he plays the beat and like you know even if he's not doing a bunch of embellishments it's so like it's got its own fucking gravity. That's how like heavy the groove is. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Dude, speaking of of drummers and session musicians, I can't even believe we haven't brought this man up. And I saw Zach recently met him, uh, Bernard Purdy, man. Yeah, Purdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdy yeah. Shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, So how was that? Where, where were you at when, when you met Bernard? Uh, Nam. Okay. Yep. All right. 
Was he cool? Like, did y'all trade chops or anything? Or he was kind of no. more so just meeting people? Like, yeah, no, yeah. I was in a line. It was okay, very, okay. like, I was like, hey, man, thank you. You're, you're a legend. And he looked at me. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got my picture. How old is Purdy like, nowadays? He's, he's like 84. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old man. I mean, but, you're talking about Aretha Franklin, man. I mean, yeah. what else? Steely Dan tracks. Uh, there, was, there was some artist. Uh, it was like, he, he, he had a song. He started it, and he's like, we're going to make a... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make like a music gumbo and oh like, Memphis Soul Stew yeah yeah, yeah Memphis Soul Stew yeah, yeah. yeah King yeah. Curtis man so Jimi Hendrix played with him uh, before okay yeah, yeah. And, and, and King Curtis actually played with the. it's talking about another session musician mm. he played with a lot of people Aretha Franklin being one of them mm. and he actually got stabbed man yeah it's crazy shit Bernard did? no uh, King Curtis oh cause yeah, yeah he yeah. died like early yeah early yeah yeah, oh, yeah 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 somebody murdered him and I don't think they solved it but he was like a guy who was doing I feel like a lot of sessions and then finding other guys and then bringing them in to be session players with him. Yeah. And that's where Jimi Hendrix got like his early start, which is always so crazy to me. Damn. But I mean, I don't know if those are any of the things like they're on, uh, on wax, but yeah. God, I, just, I love that song. Dude, it's so Boom. dope. Now give me a half a pint of horn. I just brought up his like Wikipedia. It's not even worth like reading through. Bernard like, Party, yeah, yeah, you can't even get it's to a, it. It's yeah. an encyclopedia of like. I think he might be like the most. Yeah, like yeah, on the most tracks of from whatever, yeah. the '60s to '70s to '80s, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not worth mentioning yeah. anybody I mean that like, must mean like he was just on the horn like every label or person had to have his number I mean, like, right. we're recording we know who to call right like at that time well so can we do a quick like rundown of like the big like session people like we could talk about the wrecking crew We talk about Muscle Shoals. The Funk Brothers. Yeah. I think that Muscle Shoals one is important as we talk about King Curtis. I think he was around yeah. a lot of that. That Muscle Shoals... Uh, like there's groups yeah. that were in different cities that major musicians would go to to have them as backing bands. just like to Well, the that. Swampers. Mm-hmm. The Swampers, yes. Yeah. In Muscle Shoals. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's just like that was lending the sound of those albums. And, and there's been some good documentaries made about Definitely. pretty much all of them, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. it's worth... Because it'd be too hard to like dive into them right now. I know, like, like as a, each individual. But it's worth player, like yeah. mentioning each of them. Yeah, just as like important. Like in the past, that was how music was made. There was like a, a you know the major musician coming in and getting these these session musicians to come basically be the band i think that's why there's just such these iconic eras that like won't die you know you think about like the memphis sound and like stacks right those are session players you think about motown right it's like 
the same session players, you know. Right. Um, it's, they're bands. They're bands, right? Yeah. yeah, but you don't know them. You know the Temptations and the five guys who sing or whatever, right. but you don't know the people playing the music behind them, and nobody thinks about that. Uh, Marvin Gaye, you know Marvin Gaye, but you don't think about the people playing behind the records. It's like... Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I don't think that exists so much today, the idea of, like, these... I mean, I don't know, maybe not. Like, maybe in Nashville that it still exists, but it's just not, like, in this, like... like for a record company Formal sense, yeah. Like, maybe yeah. in L.A., maybe in these, like, major, like Atlanta, where there's, like, major hubs, where there's on-call. You, you know who, oh, like, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if they're, they're a group, but I feel like uh, Wolfpack, man, for a minute there... They were, oh, they yeah. were, they were like pulling yeah. in all the session guys, and they were getting classic. I mean, mm-hmm. Bernard Purdy. I feel like that's why he got a new life with like a new generation. Yeah. I feel like it was through Wolfpack and yeah. uh, you know bringing in David T. Walker, who played uh, the original guitar on "Never Can Say Goodbye" with Michael Jackson and Motown. Well, wasn't that like the original incarnation of Wolfpack was to be like a. He wanted to be like a backing band for television, uh, right. like a late night show or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that's the that's they easily the could be. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think where, I like, love. Uh, you know, I haven't watched it in a long ass time, but watching Jimmy Fallon, you know, the Roots was like his yeah. house band, mm-hmm. and they will always be kind of just having other musicians. Yeah, the Roots would be a good example. Of like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of got your foundation, but they always bring in other guys and things like that. I mean, and when people perform on Jimmy Fallon, you know, sometimes the Roots will like back them, and I always think that's cool. They're just like, man, they got to be on like a twenty-four hour notice to know, like, hey. Chance the Rapper is coming here tonight, and uh, you guys are going to play this song. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just amazing. Well, who was the, uh, what's his name, the bald guy that would be on the uh, uh, the piano uh, for Letterman? Yeah. Um, and he would sit in with, like, every band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's not good. It's just off the top of my head. Yeah. just thought about that. But, yeah, like, the idea yeah, of, John like. Batiste, I think, would do that, too, with the Stephen Colbert show. You yeah, play, just like, yeah, I'm, gonna, like yeah. I'm just going to learn your songs. I'm going to play with you guys. Yeah. Fill in the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about just like television, watching that uh, the the Beatles documentary that just came out with Billy Preston. Yeah, that was very interesting. Get back, back to where you once belonged. Get back, Joe. That was. A- revelatory to me to see the energy that he brought to that session yeah they were struggling to like write songs and then once billy preston came in and played organ and was smiling and smoking hmm. his cigarette they're like oh hey what up? it was just like oh now we could we could feel this and write but he wasn't even an official member of the band which is just like so crazy that some other outer person had to come in with these people who have been together for a decade to get like this this new life and new energy for them you know um, that's my valuable. favorite footage it's pretty like palpable like the energy in the room shifts yeah something about it when you watch that because well, like exactly you said you haven't watched it right yeah. like yeah. the guff between the members like melts away yeah because you bring somebody else and like okay we could like we spend all of our days with each other but like now we're like well shit i mean if you're spending all your days like right yeah, right you're gonna get pissed at each other yeah and like the stress of touring like they did i mean shit i think it's too of like this thing too when you, when when you're like a band it's almost like you family you know yeah and when somebody else you and your family might have beef or whatever but when somebody else comes around yeah you try and get it together <laughs> yeah. so, so other people don't That's see how said. much y'all beefing or whatever you know yeah. and then yeah. like 
you kind of ignore it and it goes out the window and this other new per- person who is here is happy and it's like at this moment everything's good mm-hmm. you know and sometimes a session musician can really bring that energy to to help the band pull something out of they of their own ass that they didn't even know because like they was <laughs> yeah. too busy fighting or you know thinking Some about fresh past air. stuff mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever you know it just it's like fresh yeah fresh energy fresh ideas fresh ears you know all of that to a to a certain extent it made me think of um I have to just do a little like fish flex here for a second. They have an wondering. album where they bring in, um, yeah, <laughs> the fish, fish book. book. <laughs> <laughs> they bring in the big country horns. It's a horn section out of the Northeast. And I think it's like Vermont, New Hampshire. They brought them on to do um, the album hoist. So there's a lot of horns on the album. Um, and it just brings like a different flavor. That's not necessarily on the other album. I think that's cool where you can bring in a session musician or musicians to expand what maybe the band proper isn't maybe capable of doing or in the minds of doing because of their own like limitations or. Yeah. I mean, you know, in any group you're working with two to Starkey Bubby's case, fucking 40 people. <laughs> right. They don't really count because they're rotating so much. They're, they're always getting fresh ideas. Yeah. Like, but isn't really just what's his face. The only member of Snarky puppy, like a league. The, yeah. Yeah. The bass player. Well, Sput used to be the guy. They're definitely like uh, the the big groups are the ones that'll do like the albums and the like videos, because like I I saw them like a month ago at uh, Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Did you go to that? No, no, I wanted to. Yeah, couldn't make it. They are so so incredibly good. It's just the. The, the song, songwriting. The song, right. yeah, yeah, right. But I'm like, uh, just a round robin of maybe like who your favorite session player is. I just have like favorite players. I don't know if they're session cats or not. So who are some of your favorite players? Uh, Ron Bruner. He's Thundercat's brother. Oh yeah, Steven Bruner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thundercat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Ron did not even know his brother played with him. That's interesting. Uh, the dude's like probably the best drummer in the world. See, like I got it. Fucking like, if I had a hat, I would throw it. Because <laughs> like, now, now I get back to my original question oh of like, name your session. You're naming your your people you really love. Here. Yeah, like yeah. I like to pick one though. Like I. I'm not even gonna say it's like picking kids because no, everybody's probably got a favorite kid. <laughs> like I, I have I have nieces and a nephew, and like I love all of them. I love them all equally, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and Justin Brown, Justin Tyson. I mean, these these are all drummers, like bass players. Fucking Rocco Palladino. Yeah, playing with Rocco. Yusuf. I mean, Yusuf Days is the shit because yeah. Yusuf Days also played with uh, Tom Mish, yeah. but he's not like his drummer. You know, so he was like, I love you, Seth. Yeah. He's he's probably like one of the most musical drummers out there because like he doesn't play a lot of chops and a lot of this stuff he plays is similar. It's such a fucking groove. It's like one of the things as soon as the drums come, you just like nod in your head. You know, like you can't, like he's just hitting the snare right on the the beat of your head. Yeah, the beat of that, that, 
is something. Exactly. It's like I'm locked in with his yeah. drumming, you know. It's crazy. It's like Yusuf plays like that kind of like that's that's how the connection I make is like he I don't even know if he like uses a metronome when he plays, but like he is the metronome. He <laughs> is right. he's like the the universal time of like how people perceive like when they nod their head, like right, how they right. want it. That's what people have said about um what's his name from Krungbin? DJ. Oh yeah, yeah DJ's got that same vibe. Is yeah. his name DJ? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anytime like uh Mark's like, yeah, here's the human metronome. Yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. like just the time. Yusuf's the same way. Yeah. So I was thinking about like what's his name? J Beck. J JD Beck. JD Beck. Do you think he'll that become like a kid? studio guy or is he just like too he's got too many idiosyncrasies, like he can't mold himself like he is who he is? Uh JD is I mean, right now I think he's like nineteen or twenty. Yeah. He's so young. Crazy. That dude yeah. is He seems like he's been that age he's, for but he's, 10 years. I was literally about to say, like, it seemed like when he was twelve years old, he was nineteen. Yeah. He's insane. would not fit he's... like wouldn't wouldn't fit things he he's he's one track he right. does his thing yeah yeah um that um can help you and hurt you because there's definitely drummers that are like they do their thing so well that like nobody else can do it but there's cats that can do everything and well, because they do everything they he's can, not like, gonna pull. be like the josh freeze where he's no landing. no He's not gonna play with the Foo Fighters, right? Bro. <laughs> like but he played with Ariana Grande and Thundercat already. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like they did, they did a little like one-off. That's cool. Collab. Well, like Thundercat, like fit that 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 group of musicians fits. Like yeah, it's all in that sort of mm. yeah young kids music. Young kids music, <laughs> old man. <laughs> Scott, who who are some of your favorite session musicians that you just kind of want to? The one that is like the one is like popped in my head. Just because you're saying, like, what's my favorite? And I was like, ah, oh, just, like, think about it. Like, I just thought of Eddie Van Halen playing the solo on Beat It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love stuff like that where they pull in a superstar to do it's session like, music Rip it stuff. and be yeah. it. Come yeah. in, come out. Like, yeah. it's probably first take or something. Probably, <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. I don't know. That's the only thing I like in terms of just, like, the most, like, power per second of music. <laughs> I think the cool thing thing about those songs too is like, you know, I think about session musicians being like, I need somebody to give me the best possible song or add the thing to make this song the best possible song. Mm. And to me, that's so selfless, you know, like I feel like Michael Jackson knows damn well he's never going to be able to play what Eddie Van Halen does or whatever anybody else is playing on his songs. But he's like, I'm going to get the core people that I need to make this the best thing possible for for the sake of the song and the music. And sometimes I think it's just not about you as a as an artist. You know, Mm. I I think about like people who pull in session musicians, they're thinking about like even for one song. Yeah. It's like you just I need you for this. Five. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like baseball. Like you're pulling in like relievers for relievers, the specific yeah, yeah. like moments. Like, like I got a guy on second yeah. and third. Like 
Yeah. You're the guy that can like get us out of this. Yeah. You know. And it's like that that one person, like we were just talking about Billy Preston. I mean, it could change situation of everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And who doesn't want a great song by bringing in well, one like, person, you know? Right. St- Steve Jordan, like every song, he'll like change snares for every song. Right. Really? Like wow. even live. Like they they did a rig rundown of him with uh it might have been the Continuum Tour because it, it was like on YouTube. It's like ten years ago or something. But he's like going through his uh, his like stage rig, and he's got like a stage fucking I don't know what they call him, but it's like a big like closet that like folds out, and each little um, like section is a different snare. It's like drum. this is this song snare, this song yeah. snare. I mean, it's <laughs> the same way with the guitarist. So like yeah, yeah same yeah, thing. This right. one's got this tuning. This one's got this tuning. Like yeah. yeah. But it's like, as for for drums, it's it like excessive. less. Ob- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's way less. Ob- like imagine like going and playing at fucking tip top, yeah. and you see some <laughs> random drummer that brings twenty snares, and you're like, that seems what excessive. Are you doing? Like, because like, yeah, whatever the the PA can project or whatever, it's like, yeah. is it getting all the nuances? But right, yeah, yeah. who knows? So. Kind of reach a different level at that point. With <laughs> yeah, Steve it's called money. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I gotta, what about you, KJ? Yeah. Um, I would say I gotta give a shout out to Chuck Rainey, man. Yeah, He's a bass Chuck player, Rainey. you know. And I think we I might have talked about this in an earlier episode, but you know, I love my Donald Burr, man. Yeah. You know, and uh talked about Chuck that. Rainey. Yeah. yeah, and I mean he's played with Aretha. I mean Steely Dan, everybody you could think of, man. And he's got just this 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 tone in his bass, man, where like as soon as it comes on, I'm like, ooh. You know, I'm feeling it in, in my in my soul. And then whenever I check the credits, I'm like, oh, that's Chuck Rainey on bass. That's crazy. <laughs> I you love know? when it's like, this sounds like this. Oh, I love <laughs> I love spotting somebody, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of jazz cats have that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel the same way. I mean, that's why, you know, the great Smiles, John Coltrane, all of that, they're so iconic because it's like, you could kind of know right. when you hear their trumpet or, whatever, or sax, mm-hmm. like, you know that's them, you know, it's crazy. It's like, uh, it's so crazy with music, you know, and I think that's what's so great. Like, you know, just using Zach as an example, you know, him playing on my song. It's like, I could have brought in any drummer to really play the exact same parts and I could play it for them now, but it would not sound the same. And that's the crazy part that I love about music. And I'll never yeah. forget when somebody had me, when I was first learning to play guitar, this dude was like, strike an E chord, just open E chord. I right. did it. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to play it. He did it. He's like, you hear that difference in tone? I'm like, yeah, and we were playing the same guitar. This is like in a musical instrument store. So I'm like, what's the difference, you know? And it's like, it's just a touch, you know? Yeah, and, touch. and like something about that from an early thing is like literally playing the exact same chord, holding the exact same index finger, two fingers, strumming it the same way, but something about the way we're touching yeah. things and strumming, mm-hmm. it really makes everything sound different, you know? Right. Um, so it's just like that human unique ability in in people man is is so yeah. crazy yeah i mean if you man. sat me next right now to four different bass players we'd all play the bass line differently exactly yeah. yeah yeah touch what was your mindset like just to bring it all for full circle here how did you like um as a session player how did you this is fun <laughs> internalize the song some of like the notes that he gave you mm-hmm. bringing what your experience is to the song like i'm just curious like the mental gymnastics that you had before you as you were doing your performances yeah um like preliminarily 
if if an artist asks me to play on a song, uh, I always ask them like, what vibe are you going for? But in this case, like, we I didn't actually get to talk to KJ in person yeah, until this like the recording day because Devin was um, working on he was it. Well, producing it. Yeah, yeah, he was mixing it, producing it. Right. Shout out Devin, man. He really did all the Avocado Squad, bro. Every episode, yeah. shout out Devin. Yeah, every episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love that dude. He's so cool, man. Um, but he he was like, "Hey, man, I might have this this track you play on." I was like. Word, let's fucking like. I always want to play. Um, and he showed me his track. I was like, that's a fucking sweet track. <laughs> that's so cool. And I was like, dude, I know the drums are MIDI, but like they, they sound great S- somehow. They just sounded so cool. And there was this one little bit in it in the beginning uh, where it was like the main drum beat. It was like, boop, boop, kaboots, kaboots, ka-. and you could hear this like, oh, the, yeah, under yeah. it. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck is that? I don't think that was like something that was tracked, but I was I heard that in the mix. I was like, what is that? And we were like, okay, let's try that. So we like got a mallet and like turned a bass drum on the side and like to like yeah, that was like a part of the energy that was necessary to it. And I've I've never done that before, but that was like, whoa, you can you can do that. Like, you know the rules, and now you're saying fuck the rules, like here's Something that I mean, we—I've never done that. I don't think Devin's ever done that. Yeah, probably not. I can't even. I have to listen to the song and to be able to pick it up. I wouldn't notice it. It must be just part of like the like energy of it. That's not necessarily like. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's buried, buried. and you don't know it, but like it adds. You can feel it. it. You can't hear it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting, yeah. And you say that, you know, I think, you know, it's funny having Zach on here. Yeah, I don't think I really met you until like we were yeah. in that. Like we have met in passing, maybe yeah. and things or whatever, but not really like kicking it like that. And uh, it's interesting because, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like you heard a song, you're like, yo, I think I could do something with this. Mm-hmm. And then you did your thing with it, and it's like, yo, this made it a lot better. Now let's try and see how we could record it professionally yeah. and make it even sound more better, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always like, especially in a in a studio sense, because this is like it's not like live where time keeps going forward. Like you can rewind a song and like what's there is there, so you have to make sure that like every part of what you want to be, or every part of what you want it to be has to be like serving the song, but you know every player is different, right? So like, there's like how I play and what the artist wants, and then what the song itself is. You know, so like I heard the song and I was like, okay, I think it's this vibe. Do you think too that you have to really fuck with a song to like lay it down? I would say, and I'm like get in a practice room and like, well, no, not in that sense of like liking the song. Yeah. Like I feel like people have asked me to play on things sometimes. I'm like, yeah. Like the song's kind of just like lame. Like, I don't want to be a part of that song really, you know, or, or whatever, you know, or hearing things where you like wish, you know, like, oh man, I wish I could be a part of this song or, Whatever, you know. Um, but do you feel like it's necessary to like the song in order to play over it? No. Hmm. Also, partly because the, I I don't have a job. I, music <laughs> like, I is my job. Yeah. I, like, give lessons and do studio sessions and play live. Like, that is all I do in my life. So, like, part of it's that money problem. Right. Which is, like, if, if somebody sends me a song and I'm like... But at least I know that, like, I can play to a goddamn metronome. And 
If they can't, they're gonna. And it's at least... I, I, yeah, it becomes no, a job. Yeah, it's your job. It's, job. Yeah, it's also your job. Like, too, at, yeah, so that makes sense. It's, it exactly. loses the romanticism yeah. of it. It's like right. at the end when of the day, when you get the chance to probably play yeah. a great song, it's just cherry on top. Yeah, right. but it, it, like in the case that it is a shitty song, at least like if the artist isn't like crazy dope or whatever, at least this thing that they release with my name or whoever's playing on it is going to be right. Right. You know, dope. Yeah. You check in, do your thing to the best of your ability, yeah. where it's bulletproof, where somebody can't criticize you. They Hopefully. Can criticize Hopefully. The song. Well, Hopefully. like you said, you can play to a metronome. <laughs> so, like, as long as it's on time and, like, tasteful, <laughs> yeah. then, like, there's no criticism of, like, I think right. it's a good mentality. Yeah. Black yeah. KJ song. New Black Days, check it out. It's good. KJ had kind of told me the original interpretation that you had was a little bit, like, more splashy on the hi hat. Yeah. Which yep. is cool. Mm hmm. Because you're bringing whatever flavor that you heard in the song, mm -hmm. and then it was like a little bit more steered to be a little bit maybe more straightforward, which is like a collaboration. You're yep. like, oh yeah, okay, I got it. I know what you're talking about. And like, I think that's the perfect example of like a session player is like that listening, but bringing your own, you know, your own speed to it, yep. your own whatever. Yep. That's Especially cool. with Devin. Because he plays drums. Yeah, right. So, right. Yeah, like, yeah. sometimes uh, you, like, work with people that will give you, like, um, like, on any instrument, they'll be like, hey, make it, like, cloudy. Or make it, like, sparkly. And <laughs> it's not... adverbs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird <laughs> adverbs to, like, describe the vibe rather than, like, hey, I want you to play, like, an F sharp right. here right now, yeah. motherfucker. Like, Quarter no, I notes. just... Yeah. yeah, like, they still want you to use your discretion, but, like, uh, steer it. But... Um, play cloudy. Yeah, wow, <laughs> play funny. cloudy, dude. But it was it was really nice to work with him because um, I I like to to get like feedback because at like every brain is different. So if somebody's exactly. saying like, yeah. "Hey, I'm yeah. I'm hearing this," it's like, "Well, I didn't, but I'm interested in what you're hearing because especially if it's somebody I know is like fucking killing and dope and like I I trust their uh, their thoughts. Like I I love to to learn, you know, yeah. and like see how like and every single way you can like go go about composing a song cuz like every instrument is like a composition to make the the larger piece, right. you know what right. I mean? Well, yeah. I think that's why you've have found success is that some people might take that as criticism and like be turned off be like, "Ah, oh, they don't like what I'm playing." So like, mm. screw them. But you're like, no, I'm gonna listen. I'm like, I'm gonna like align with their their whatever they're looking for. Yeah, and that's why people continue to find work is like, oh, he's easy to work with, or they are easy to work with. They'll like take suggestion and, and feedback, and they'll adapt it to their playing. Like that seems yeah. simple, but there's yeah. a lot of ego when it comes to playing an instrument. And like, yeah. if your ego's not stroked. You might be turned I off. I just saw one thing and it was like, what's the easiest way to become a successful musician? And somebody's like, be kind yeah. to everybody. Like, you know, like, and it's so true. You know, it's like, it really does take you a long way to just be chill, you right. know, and let your ego go out the window with a lot of stuff when you're, especially when you're doing session stuff, you know, like let your ego go out the window and just 
do like I mean we talked about this full circle again like at the beginning it's just like for the greater good of Feed the, the song, song. Yeah, yeah like yeah yeah exactly and some people like no fuck this song I'm a I got my style or this whatever nice. yeah. yeah like I gotta do this thing you know yeah some people are like that but hashtag Jocko <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think like if you want to blow chops like make an original band yeah yeah or find there a band go. that like is gonna let you do that right yeah. I think it's it's better for everybody's like mindset and mentality if you play with like enough different people and you're like rotating enough you can like come back and be like oh what's up dude i haven't played with you in a minute and it's like this certain vibe that i haven't been able to get in a minute now i'm excited to do this again and then you go back to some other stuff that like you haven't done in a minute with some people that like let you fucking play and right. then you get to go right you know sure cool Let's go to the final question. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, so final question, Zach. So, we usually always say, uh, if your band was a type of blank, what would your band be? But you just got too many, man. I think it's unfair to just focus <laughs> Pick in on, on one, one of them. Yeah. So, well, they ain't my band. Yeah, so we're just switching <laughs> so, up a little yeah. bit. So, we're going to say, if your drumming style mm. was a type of blank, what would it be? So, if your drumming style was a type of tool... What would it be? And we're talking about, you know, house tools, hammers, drills, screwdrivers, mm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it would be like the biggest Swiss Army knife because uh, I don't want to be boxed in yeah. at all. And that also means I don't want to be boxed into like being a chops guy. Um, cause some people know me for like playing in a certain style and some people know me for playing in another one. And I love that because like, I, I, I love all these different kinds of music and, uh, I, I want to be able to play anything. That's a good thing. That's a bad thing. Like I'm, I'll probably never be the best at one thing, which is fine. But at the same time. I kind of want to be the best at everything. You know, no, what I, I mean? dig that. I know exactly what you're saying. Like yep. it's. I like that you say that, but you also feel you said earlier that you have like that signature ride sound. So he's still yeah. got a signature thing, yeah. But <laughs> he's still a jack of all trades, yeah. Right. Swiss Army knife. Swiss when you fold it up. It looks like one thing, right? And then you can pull got it out. Spork. You got corkscrews. <laughs> yeah. Then you fold it back up. You're yeah. like, oh, it's still the same thing. Yeah. I thought it was something different, but no, right. it's still right there. Still got scissors, gotta get in that. I cut. like that. So let me ask you this: <laughs> with the Swiss Army to just like close us out, what's for you? If you had the ideal next thing to do with the Swiss Army knife, what would it be musically? Like three artists that come to mind, and it doesn't mean I know all their songs. Um, the first one I've been listening to this dude so much. Uh, his name's Jordan Rakai. Like, he's like R&B cat. Right? Yeah, 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 he's yeah. like R&B, like kind of jazz hoppy, mm-hmm. kind of uh, not like neo soul, but kind of neo kinda, soul. Yeah, yeah, like this fucking dude. He like makes great songs, uh, but they they have such such like a a, a foot in hip hop and such a foot in like not fusion, but like you can tell he went to jazz school. You know, right? Like yeah. you can you can hear it in like his personal like. Uh, Rolodex, you know, right? Yeah, um, and then Robert Glasper, Peter Black, superhero, 
that. Uh, did you see what he did with Chris Brown? Uh, no. He so Robert Glasper won the Grammy for best jazz album, yeah, or R and B album or yeah. something. Yeah. And Chris Brown was in the category and he retweeted out like, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? <laughs> like, oh, you know, and then Robert Glasper made shirts with who the fuck is Robert That's Glasper funny. Foundation and he donated all the money uh, to this charity from these t-shirts. They sold out like uh, like that. You know, he just won a Grammy. So people were like checking for him. Uh, you know, Chris Brown has That's just apologized. Funny. Like, oh, now I know your resume. It would have been funny like, if the charity yeah. was like for domestic abuse because <laughs> <laughs> fuck, bro. <laughs> Got him. Got his ass, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I don't um, think it was for domestic abuse. That would have been <laughs> pretty yeah. rich. God damn. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, that's all right. Third. Yeah. Uh, like Erica Badu. Yeah. Nice. Because that's Which like. Robert Glasper has played for her, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's still like a pocket gig, but like she's got that the with baddest. That's like as close to Eric. Well, Earth Radio is who yeah. He's oh, that's yeah, what yeah, I meant. Yeah, Earth Radio. Earth, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Like yeah. that that gig, like every time, like what is it? Like three or four gigs I've done with them, and I have one more coming up. Like every time I play with them is like, oh, they're just like <laughs> the best people, like in my world that I've ever met. That's cool. Like personally and, and musically, and they're just like just fucking. They would thing. say they were pretty inspired by yeah. Erica. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Hannah, Hannah is all yeah. about that. From what I can see, at least, or what I assume from the way she sings. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Gotta love Erica Badu. Cool. Well, I'm sure we could keep going. Right. It's been fun. Thanks for doing this. Zach. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Zach. Really appreciate, appreciate you for coming wrap through. It up, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Peace. Thank you. Till next time. Mm-hmm.